Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pixel Classroom podcast here. This is, of course, streaming live right now over your favorite networks and everything will be available for the audio recording just this coming Monday here. So uh, we took a couple of weeks off to uh, work with our little streaming here, but we got back and I decided to bring actually a fantastic guest that will just really just kick this all off here. And she's laughing backstage. I can just tell right now and things like, oh, I'm not that modest right now. <laughs> But anyhow, um, she is actually one of the main founders of the Teach Better team here. You probably see her usually almost all mornings uh, streaming live for your coffee and talk, uh, teacher talk with all the whole ones. Um, she's actually probably one of the reasons why my school podcast ever became a thing at my previous district and my current district. So without further ado, the one and only Ray Heward. And there she is. <laughs> so excited to be here. Love that I get to be any part of that intro. It's killer. So fun. So, uh, Ray, you know, I, I, I gave you that intro. Like I said, I don't, like, I don't know how to go with this. Here. It's like when I had Josh on uh, last year and we were over our things. Like, I'll just bring in here. Everybody knows this guy. But it's like, uh, Ray, why don't we tell you a little about yourself? You know, what is, you know, you've been in education a while. What is, your, uh, what, you know, how did you get in this all-star? What really led to the Teach Better team? I mean, you know, you got a book out there. You have a website. You have live stream. You got conferences in Ohio and Illinois and so forth. It's, it's a lot to do in a half an hour. So let's just get the ball rolling here. What do you got for us? Oh my gosh, I'm willing to share any of the secrets because they're definitely not secrets. But hi, everyone. My name is Ray Hewitt. I'm currently the CXO and co-owner of the Teach Better team. And honestly, my background's in middle school education. I was a mean old math teacher for over a decade and was doing Teach Better team part-time and then transitioned into my current full-time role. And I tell people I have like a joke of a job. Like I get paid to interview awesome educators around the world, promote them like absolute crazy to our network that is always eager to meet new people. I get to be a part of conference planning. I get to travel the world and speak and I get to oversee all branding and marketing. So anything that our audience gets to experience, I get to be a part of that creation process. So I don't really know what I do, but that's kind of, that's kind of me in a nutshell. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's so funny. Like you said, you do all these roles and then, you know, like you said, it, it, it feels like you're everywhere. You pull these all off. And sometimes it's kind of like, it's, she's just Ray. She just inspires. She does all the things. She brings interviews. She brings members to the teach better team. She kicks them out and then she brings them back in. You know, it's like the whole fun time. <laughs> it's just I like, love it. But it, it, honestly, it takes the whole team. Like none of this I actually do on my own ever at this point. Like people joke all the time, oh, Ray, you're involved in so much. I'm like, yeah, but I'm now like just a pawn in the game because the Teach Better team has grown so much, especially the network and the people have not just done their job, but evolved their role to be creative and dynamic and innovative. And I just think it's so cool that people let me hang out with them. <laughs> Yeah, and that's really it. I mean, it's really grown a lot. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I usually try to do them for the live stream, usually because of current things. I'm usually dropping my wife off at her school, and then I'm quickly going over mine, and I'm running around here. Luckily, we lurk in the same district, luckily, in our own backyard now, so it's a little easier. But usually, I'd like to throw you on on the ride to work. I'd have you on there, the thing, just be like, oh, yeah, I agree. Or, you know, I'd like, like it a stop sign is when I could do it. Yes, people, I follow the law. 
<laughs> Please follow the law, but definitely tune in to Teach Better Today Morning Show. It's a live stream every single morning, Monday through Friday. And honestly, we just started. First, we were featuring members of our team, just talking shop. We, you know, like have some shenanigans. Then we get into educational topics. Now we're bringing in guests. Ryan, you have to be a guest, a part of that. I already have that kind of in the back pocket that I'm going to throw at you later. So yeah, things are things are great. I love that we get to hang out with our network by, you know, the morning and then in the afternoon and throughout the day, our team is in schools doing professional development. So it's just fun. I think, I mean, fun stuff is fun. No, it is fun. I mean, I, I have to say, I mean, people, which is funny because right now I was, I was just working with my web design team. We're working on web design uh, websites for various clubs and organizations. Despite the doing, they have no websites. They have no websites. They're supposed to be thrown the main. You know, we try to like see Miss Yargas, go see Mr. Trellers, go see so-and-so and everything. So we started doing it. But one of the things we had to work on was like, guys, you got to promote your organization. Like, what do you mean promote your organization? Like, you got to promote them. Like, where did they start? What was the organization? I mean, I had two people that started about exactly how soccer came to the U.S. and why it became a major, you know, why it became part of ISHA in Illinois. And I had one people that were working on some pieces about the culinary arts, FLAA and a few other things. And they did a they did the Disney cook off last year they were actually in disney in april and they created a virtual map of earth and everything else but you know they had to coordinate all the information and it's kind of interesting just to see that come together but at the same time is there's so many parts moving and sometimes people are like oh you're just running that by yourself like no no it's like if i didn't have x y and z it wasn't like i'm running the uk news there's about 15 students we were five last year we are 15 now plus an extra teacher and our media director so even though they might see one person, one kid doing our minute uh, interviews every Monday morning, or maybe a podcast with a teacher or the sports team that just won state, it's many moving parts. And some people say, where's Dr. Reed and all this? Like, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't get this organized. And it's like, but if I, but if it wasn't for Colton or this person or Ray or Ellie, they wouldn't even happen there too. So there's a lot of moving parts that people don't really see goes into the shows like well, and when you're you're hoping that throughout this process, you're leaning into people's skill set, right? And you're trying to lean into what they enjoy. You're trying to lean into their strengths and really not challenge them too much in areas of weakness unless it's appropriate for uh, in the time and place. You know, Joshua Stamper, you'll see him on the show. He's amazing, amazing educator, oh, yeah. former principal. So much stuff I know he's been on here. But truly, day to day, he works in our video creation and does so much work in the in the art space. And so we lean on him in multiple strengths that he has. And the hope is that 90% of the time he enjoys the crazy things we show we throw at him. And I love it. So well, I mean, then, I mean, Josh has a big family principal. He does his own podcast as well. He wrote a book, you know. And sometimes yeah. I look like I don't know how he does it all. And I've been on his show and he's been on me, and it's been very interesting us talking about that too but it, it is really interesting how you know you have as i said the cogs no it's not a shout out to my school because we're the cogs but anyhow um about how many cogs make these you know machines this well-working machine actually works but at the same time as when you put too much tension on it or you don't put the right amount of oil to help develop people's skills right and to your point you know i've heard the term a cog in the machine have a negative connotation 99% of the time. And anytime I use it related to my own life or my current role, I love the balance between being in charge sometimes, being a, a member of the seat, you know, a seat at the table sometimes, and sometimes just being in the executionary role, a cog, cog in the machine. I think as educators, 
we need to find that balance even in our own school buildings of when do we get to be participatory? When do we get to support? And when do we get to sit at the table and actually make decisions? And honestly, I don't think I'd be happy doing any one of those roles, but I'm very happy getting to participate in multiple components of all of them. So, And, I, and that brings up a good point. It's like me, I mean, when my previous school, my last three uh, districts, we always wore many hats. Like, you know, we are doing, but sometimes you're expected to like, hey, you got that time up. You need to help sub. This person is out. Or, you know, do you have a few minutes? Let's get this situated so we're ready to go for the football game tonight because we have youth, you know, organization. But where do you think the balance becomes between you're giving people too much work and you're not giving them enough opportunities to develop as a role educator or actually expanded beyond education? You know, I obviously am in the field enough to know that everyone is excessively overwhelmed. And if you're not overwhelmed, you're probably relatively disconnected. And that just seems to be a theme I see when I'm in schools on a continuous way. I was in schools three days this week. So I'm like, it, I love my work. I love being able to be on the business side, but being in schools, in school districts is just a, a blast with the work that we get to do with prof professional learning. And I find that overwhelm for those teachers typically comes because of a lack of scalability in their efficiency doing anything. So if I'm working with somebody who's struggling in instructional practices or executionary roles with grading, it's not usually that they're doing anything wrong. It's not usually that they're not looking for a better solution, but sometimes we adopt practices, we adopt routines in our life that don't really lend themselves to being scalable. And that's where I think overwhelm comes in. So Anytime you're looking at someone in a job that is more business focused or in a job that is education driven, we have to find ways to make things sustainable and scalable because sustaining should be our first goal and then making it scalable. So it's not another thing, but blended within the things we believe in and continue to persevere through becomes essential for us to be in any capacity to take on new things. I, that's actually pretty well said. I, I have to agree with that too. I mean, especially, you know, like I said, it, it, it does seem where we have it, where it's like, they're not necessarily bad at it, but it's like, where are they needing that role? Where they need that development? Um, I had a teacher the other day were asked like, Hey Ryan, you do all this in your classroom. And I'm doing this. And they're a science teacher. And as much as I love science, it's kind of like, but that's a whole different role. Just like math teachers, you know, nothing from math. I had one of my, one of my former students is now a teacher with me in my same school. I, first one ever. And she asked me the other day, like, Hey, um, what was this little tool we used back when we were, I was still in, in class. And like, you mean this one with Google slides? Yeah, it's Google slides, but didn't you able to like, yeah, you hyperlink it. Use this. And she's like, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to use that for my show. So they have the notes in there. So I'm not posting nine different things on Google class. I'm like, yeah, the truth is to try to get it down. Like I do a checklist. I use Google forms. It was more versatile last year. So they did some transitions between the videos and stuff, but it's all right there. And instead of me giving 10, 15, 10, 15 copies of students for their checklists and other options and their reflections and me checking those, I can just open the spreadsheet, do their names, check and see if they've done everything. And then I can still put in the points that is needed for reflection or say, wow, that's a fantastic reflection versus I got this done today. I'm like, that's not the reflection I'm looking for, but good job trying. Yes. Yes. You know, it's really, it's interesting finding that balance. And I think when teachers are open to finding new things, if they don't make it scalable and sustainable, then they can't have another new thing because they're already at 100% capacity. We have to find ways to mix things in and, and find that opportunity, create more capacity by, by not just dropping something else off unless it's something that doesn't make sense anymore. And then you should do that regardless. But 
lots of lots of moving pieces with education these days. It is. And speaking of moving pieces, so, you know, you, you, you got the teach better conferences going. I know we've had a little, we had a little slide cause of COVID and getting back into some other things too, but you're pretty well getting these, you know, organizing one thing and having them show them things. So what really goes into the teach better conference? You know, what are you looking for besides trying to drag me to one, which I'll probably get to one, one eventually here too. It's a couple other things. I think you should. I, I'm really trying. I almost got the ISTE a couple of years ago. Finally, it was like, I'm so close. So it's like, which one do you think of those? Like, I have, I think I have a better chance of being with Ray at teach better than I do right now at ISTE, but I think both will happen. But how, what goes into the teach better conference and you know, what is the, you know, the, 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 the goal of the teach better conference? Yeah. You know, there's so many layers to planning an event. We've done a teach better conference in 2019 and we did one in 2022. And I hope we do another one in 2024. We 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 haven't necessarily made that plan yet. I'm not, it's not a spoiler. We just really don't have plans yet. Um, <laughs> but Katie Micklin was actually brought onto the team to help plan that event. I mean, it is not something that is easy to do at a part-time capacity. Jeff and I, along with our team, kind of threw the 2019 together. And I know a lot of the work, 90% of the work fell on Jeff. And it's hard to run a company, support teachers, do all the things and plan a successful conference. So when we did our deep dive reflection in preparation for 2022, it was a real struggle to start from the beginning and identify what we really want to see out of an event. And it wasn't a conference so that we could celebrate the people of the team. It wasn't a conference so that we could make a ton of money. Like the goal of the conference we found, the more we reflected on components of what makes a great event was that we realized networking needed to be at the forefront of the conference. So it's not just about what is being presented. It's not just about how many amazing presenters are going to dedicate their time and share their ideas, but how can we network and make that a real true experience? So um, definitely some every conference is a different vibe and feel, but anytime you guys participate in a Teach Better event, especially the, the conference that we hope to have again in the future, it really needs to be driven by people and content you can get anywhere. You could probably meet, you know, CJ Reynolds anywhere. You can hang out with Dave Burgess anywhere. You can meet Adam Welcome anywhere. You can, you know, you can get to know Neil Gupta anywhere. But with all these successful educators that we love learning from, the best part of what we like to create in any circumstance, whether it's our conference or just an event we're hosting is the fact that you can learn from somebody and then in theory, like get a beer with them that night, right? We want us to all be real people. So that's uh, that's something that we worked really hard on and we got a lot of positive feedback, which I really appreciate our network being so vocal about any of their feedback all the time. Well, yeah. I mean, when I was at IDEA a couple of years ago and you were there as well as Adam was there and it was actually nice to actually go to the conference, meet the thing. But then later on, you know, I actually did, did a morning run with Adam, even though I unfortunately got a cramp when we were about not even three blocks from the hotel. Coming, I, He was like, are you okay, Ryan? I'm like, no, it's like my leg cramp. And I was limping half of the day and people were like, are you okay? I'm like, I said, let's just say I was doing great. I was running with Adam Welcome and this other teacher from Southern Illinois and then... <laughs> my legs said forget that Man. And, you know, and i was so i was doing great it was a good run it was a cold winter run i hadn't done one in a while but i was like i was like feeling good i was feeling good and then adam and i sat and talked for a little while afterwards but yeah it was just like that was a nice little thing to do it like with you like we talked we hung out too that's what got the my previous district how the podcast got going on over there and some of our media mm -hmm. stuff there and what i also took over here with my current role 
at my current school and everything, but it was just, it was good. The people really matter about it, but you're right. You can run and meet them. Um, I've, I've actually ran into people visiting an area, but you know, like Jen Burtis, I actually see Jen on a weekly basis because I am part of her workout. So we, you know, we talk, we actually joke about Melissa, Jen and everybody on that fitness group. But you know, when she's in Chicago, it's like, Oh, Hey, what's up? You know, and we get together, you know, talk, eat a little something. And then, you know, she's like, all right, what, what are we going to hit those hard carbs? And what are we not going <laughs> to I love you, Jen. You hear me, <laughs> but yeah, I, I did. I think the people interaction and what the, everybody brings, like sometimes I've seen conferences and as somebody who's a, a comic fan, there's been, we have the comic con every year, but there's been years like, I don't want to go. Like, why don't you go? I met these people or there's no one really to meet up with. I mean, much as it'd be nice to get a signature or say, Oh, cool. Hey, I just saw, you know, Ashley selling from clone wars. Great. But why else am I going? Otherwise I'm jumping on a train or driving two hours and spending 150 bucks really just the ooh I saw the sites versus like well that's okay I'll just read up online later what what was talked about it versus actually oh I'm got together and we did stuff yeah I think there's two different types of networking right some of it is just to meet somebody and have that that immediate connection to say hey it was so nice being able to meet you in real life and and just share my appreciation but also maybe have a quick discussion I'd, I'd really value having and the other is to turn our virtual network into an accessible virtual network, not just I follow you, I've read your books, I've engaged with you, but I want to have your cell phone number. I want to be able to collaborate with you when I need support. I want to be able to support you when you have something special going on and creating more of a friendship beyond just being you know, acquaintances. And I think that that's a part, a core pillar. I know that's a core pillar of our Teach Better team is constantly wanting to be viewed as accessible and not wanting to come across as people that are too busy to have, a, um, you know, time to hop on a phone call or too busy or too, you know, uh, I don't know, hoity-toity to be able to book us to come to your school district. Like we are people, we want to make good things happen in education. And it doesn't matter where you're located around the world. Our goal is to help you. And if you don't have funds, then we're going to make sure we give you everything we can for free. And we're just here to be an ally with you throughout this journey. So it's education is an amazing place. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we were talking about networking. Like I could call Dave Schmidl right now and he probably would pick up and him and I would probably have a nice little 20 minute call followed by. So, you know, what about that one thing I saw you doing? What are we doing? That, oh, that hustle family. You know, it's nice to do that networking area. And I mean, like same thing with the teach better. I mean, when I've really been kind of either been able to look, I know majority of you is I know I can get a hold of you guys. If there's a little question, I know. I of reached, course. I reached out to Josh a lot last year when I was thinking of leaving my district and coming to my current district. I know that was a lot of talk back and forth with him. Dave was another one too. I mean, I was following some of your stuff i mean our communication with um trying to get you on here and conflicting schedule it's good that you're that open that you can get it and i'm that open that we can actually just do that versus like i don't know if i want to do it or right now she might be mad at me <laughs> i was so sorry i had to change our plan but i'm so glad that we got like that quick turnaround because yeah i mean the, when you when you value people and you value their time and you want to make things certain things occur you prioritize it. And I, I always hope it's a big emphasis with our internal team when they're speaking to our network that there's no one more important than family. And the people that are in our Teach Better family, we got to show up for on a consistent basis to the best of our ability. It's not always at the highest caliber that that I wish you know I could give everyone all the time 100%. But hey, if I only got 40% to give today, I'm going to give you 100% of the 40% I have because you matter. And I think that's important as educators to build a network that has that mindset. 
Yeah, and I think the trust goes a long way too. And also they know when you can't always be there for everything. Like I had a teacher today reach out to me and I said, I can throw this email, but I'm like really busy. So like once this class is over, I am seriously got to go get this. And if I don't get this done, it's going to backfire on all of us tomorrow because it's like we have this big project. I need to finish that. But they appreciate that I did that. And I ended up running a coworker. Usually we are in our PLCs and I think, but the last couple of weeks we've had other things and she's had other things. And I walked by her today in the mail room and I said, long time no see stranger even though we're a bit we're technically no we work together on each other side of the building but her and i just joked about a couple things had a little talk and then you know powered ways and like i'll see you tomorrow like i'll see you tomorrow too and like maybe we'll actually have time to talk a little bit <laughs> i love that so it, it was nice for us to do it and we had a little quick little talk about something that she had planned so speaking of planning so you know you guys are always doing so much of the teach better team you know up here here and all the ones everybody the team that i shared there and speaking like let's do my share again. I, sometimes i have a little too much fun with this thing let's do my share again okay there there there, there they all are there's everybody oh there you are I, I like the fact your number your number three on here is chief experience officer we have chad jeff it's always funny. Listen, I love listening to Jeff. I, I if you're hearing this, Jeff, I do love listening to you sometimes because it's like fun. Everyone here. always tells me that Jeff's the boss, so it makes sense. That I mean, I think he should be above everybody by himself because everyone else. I literally have people who who I, I speak to, and they're like, "Who's the guy? Who's the guy in charge? Uh, Jeff 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 Gargas?" And I'm like, "Who told you Jeff was in charge? He probably told you he was in charge." I know. I mean, it's the same thing too. It's like sometimes like, well, yeah, but I know Ray too much or like I hear Josh half on half of these live ones going here too. It, it's always very fun on that. But um, what does the Teach Better team have coming up in the mirror for you? I mean, you did mention you, you're hoping to get a Teach Better conference in 2024. I mean, you know, we still got 2023 and there's plenty of time for things, but what do you guys got coming up here, um, here for the rest of 2023 and into 2024? Yeah. You know, I always joke that the Teach Better team is a portal that can get you involved in whatever way you're most comfortable, right? You go to teachbear.com, which is what you're sharing now. And you can read free blogs every day. You can see our podcast network, which is full of 40 plus educational podcasts that we vetted and support. We have an admin mastermind that meets every single week that has administrators that come together to talk shop in a private zoom call. I mean, there, we have an academy of three courses. Like there's so many ways to get involved if you're just looking to be a little bit better, right? And, and that doesn't even count that we're live six days a week. We put out eight podcasts a week. We have we just have a lot of content to support educators. In terms of future stuff, um, I kind of think like it really depends on what our audience wants. We've learned over the years, especially within the last five years, that there's no reason to create something that our audience is not advocating for. And there's no reason not to create something if our audience is advocating for it. So I know that um, conferences are something that our community loves. I know that our team will be speaking at a lot of public conferences uh, in coming years. We also hope to put on our, our own in the future. Um, we have a cruise coming up, which will be fun that some of us are featured in and to our thing. Um, Ray, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today, sharing little pieces here. Like I said, we'll have this, you know, on the audio, people listen to the audio here in about a week here, really kick off October and everything else and, um, a few other things, but, um, is there anything else you want to share about what's coming up for the teach better or anything else besides, you know, sharing our wonderful thing. Let me get my ticker on here. I mean, people can't see this on the audio show, but let me get that. There it is. There it is. My ticker right there. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to encourage everybody to connect with the team, connect with me, connect with our 
our our full-time staff and everybody in the network. There's so much out there for us to enjoy in terms of connecting with real educators doing really good work. And I hope that this is not the only time we get to connect. I hope there's so much more to come. I, I am too. And like I said, I know you didn't invite. I'm more than happy to be hopefully get on gear. I know I was on a while ago for the podcast a couple of years ago, but yeah, I'd love to do the live stream. Hopefully it'll work on a good day. I could either do that or just, you know, whenever you do, I'm, I, I, I try to work my schedule too. I somehow we'll make it happen. Yeah, it will happen. And honestly, I, th- I want to thank you again for everything the teach better has been doing is and led to a lot of inspiring i still have your book but along with my large collection everybody's like you haven't added a book i said don't worry i ordered a new one today because <laughs> it was like it's 25 percent off I'm like sold they're like that's a, ma- that's a math book like i haven't read a new book in two months i need a new one because i'm going to take a instructional coach class in three weeks and then i'm stuck on those books for the rest of the <laughs> the 2023 year so it's like i mean i need to get a book in so there it is so everybody else Thank you again for being on the uh, Pixel Classroom podcast and watching us all here. And we'll see everybody later.